Um, so today we're going to hear stories about how God is working in the lives of people in this church. And I, a lot of them would say, I'm not so great with speaking. And I say, that is okay. In fact, the Bible says it. So, so listen to this. This is from Psalm 71, verses 15 and 16. I will tell everyone about your righteousness. All day long I will proclaim your saving power, though I am not skilled with words. I will praise your mighty deeds, O sovereign Lord. I will tell everyone that you alone are just. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So our first brave soul is Alita. Alita actually last year volunteered for this craziness. So come on up, Alita. Good morning. How are you today? I was so grateful that Pastor Laura chose me because out of all the people in this congregation, I love my church. I mean, I just absolutely love my church. But before I tell you all the reasons why I love my church, I'd like to tell you about a little bit about my walk in faith and how I got to be where I am today. First of all, my favorite scripture is Jeremiah 1, 4 through 5, which says, The Lord's message came to me before I made you in your mother's womb. I knew you, and I had plans for you to prosper. Before you were born, I chose you for special work. I chose you to be a prophet of the nations. I always loved that scripture because I was an adopted child, and I knew that before I could be adopted, somebody had to relinquish me. So I kind of needed to know that God had special plans for me in, his, in my life. Um, my walk in faith started out in the Catholic Church. I can hear my voice going, uh. <laughs> Started out in the Catholic Church. And there were so many things that I loved about the Catholic Church. Um, I, I did my first communion there. I did my confirmation there. I, I loved the stained glass windows, genuflecting. For those of you who don't know what genuflecting is. <laughs> um, but in seventh grade, my family kind of quit going to church. We went through a highly dysfunctional time in my family. Um, as I was young, my mother was highly physically abusive to me. Um, all it took was a step out of line and bam. Uh, I was surrounded at that time by a bipolar parent who was overly sedated and highly suicidal. Um, during that time, my, my mother had tried to commit suicide four different times. And when I was 15, my mother shot herself in the head and she, with a shotgun, and she lived. As I was cleaning up this mess, literally the mess, I thought, where is God in this? Where, where is God? I don't feel him. Um, afterwards, after high school, I lost everything I owned in a fire. So times were pretty dark. Needless to say, I didn't have much to move. So I figured that was a good time to maybe move to Texas to get as far away from the dysfunction I faced in my family and to start over. But as I was starting over, I felt this void of God in my life. I felt like I, I didn't feel his presence in my life. So I went to a number of different churches. I, I, I tried different denominations, but none of them felt like that's where I was supposed to be. Um, I got married, had two children, a beautiful family. And in 1989, my husband was killed suddenly in a car accident. 
And lead us to say, I was so mad at God. And I knew God was big enough to, to understand my pain and my grief. And, and every day I would talk to him and I would say, Lord, I am still mad at you. But I know you're big enough to handle this. And I know that it is your footprints in the sand that I am seeing. I also knew, and for that, I'm grateful, Lord. For that, I'm grateful. Um, seven years after I lost my husband, I was walking in Home Depot. And that's where I met Buster Cole. <laughs> and he was in the return line, and nobody was returning him. So I figured he was probably not dented or damaged material, you know? And, and he, we talked for a little while. He asked me to meet him for lunch. We had a two-hour lunch, and as they say, the rest was history. It was, we fell madly in love. It was, it was a time in my life that I started living again, where I started actually being happy and joyful and, and not carrying around my loss with me first place in my heart. Um, several years ago, we had fires out here, and we used to have a store on Highway 71 next to Pooties. And that's when we met Pastor Laura. She came into our church and she said, I want to buy some coolers. And my plan is to fill them up with cold water and then to bring them out into the neighborhoods where people lost everything in the fire. Well, before we could get back in our neighborhood, we had to get a wristband so the sheriff knew we belonged there. Well, guess where they passed out these wristbands? Right here in the lobby. <laughs> So as Buster and I approached the church, we thought, oh my gosh, what a cute little church. We had been in these huge, massive churches where you didn't know anybody, you didn't feel at home. So, so the next day, we were on our street, and lo and behold, who should we see but Pastor Laura doing exactly what she said she wanted to do, passing out water to the people who had lost everything. At that point, we knew we have got to come and try this church. When we came here, we were greeted in such a kind and loving way. We could see people hugging each other in the lobby. When we came in the sanctuary is when we got to see Pastor Laura in action. And we got to see her down on the ground with these kids. And, we, and, and it was at that very moment that I fell in love with this church. And I also fell in love with Pastor Laura. And, and we knew that the next Sunday we would be coming back to church. Several months went by, and we decided to close our store because I felt the need to serve God some way, somehow. So Buster and I started volunteering at the Helping Hands. Buster would bring the food from Central Austin to Spicewood, and I would pass out the food at the food bank. Um, we also got involved that year in the Angel Tree program here, which provides gifts to to the children whose parents are clients at Helping Hands. And these children would not have gifts under their Christmas tree if it wasn't for this congregation. After that, we decided, hey, this is kind of fun serving. <laughs> we, we want to become more involved. So we became greeters at the door, and we've been doing that for six years now. Um, we, we, somebody nominated me to be on the worship committee <laughs> and I thought oh I'm so honored yes yes I had no idea what it was but yes <laughs> and uh, but perhaps the biggest thing the gift that I got from this church 
was my walk to Emmaus. My friend Debbie Jensen asked me, Alita, do you need a sponsor for the walk to Emmaus? And I have to admit, they have these dinners that if you're not Emmaus, you can't go to. So I was kind of coming in sideways because I knew my relationship with God was already intact and good. But what I walked away from was that I learned about God's grace. I learned about forgiveness, that I could forgive my mother for all the dysfunctional times in my life. You know, if you understand uh, being manic depressive, you have high things of mania into manic depressive. I never knew what I was going to get as a child. Um, but so I was able to forgive her for this. And, and that was so much better for me. It, may, it left me lighter. It left my heart free to fly. Um, I know there's several young families here looking for a place to raise your children. And I have to say that we have some of the most amazing programs here. We have got a preschool program that people wait and are on a waiting list for, to get their children in there. We have a Bible study group in the, Sunday, in, in the summer, and the children act out skits from the, from the Bible. I mean, it's, it's a great church. We have youth groups who go do mission work in San Antonio and put new roofs on places where people can't afford them. You know, every year we see people graduate from high school. Our kids from this church graduate from high school and go out into the world. And I have to tell you, they leave here with a foundation of faith and they know God, and they have served God, and they know that they're capable of helping make changes in the world. That's such a great thing. The other thing I want to say is that some of you may be here today, and things might not be good in life. You may be going through a divorce. You may be having financial troubles. Your grandchildren could be off course. We have a group of people here who were trained as Stephen ministers to help you through these difficult times. And the best part about it is it's free. <laughs> and so if you, by chance, fall into that last category, all you have to do is contact the church and they'll set you up with a Stephen minister. Buster and I have found in this church uh, a, a church family. Um, we've gotten to live out many of our dreams of service in this church. And uh, we, as a church family, open our arms to you. If you want to be more involved in this church, all you need to do is slap on a name tag, volunteer for something, and before you know it, you'll be surrounded by, by some very wonderful Christian people. I want to thank you for listening to my talk today. And I, Buster has one thing he wants to say to you. <laughs> Literally, well... I'm Buster Cole, and I approve this message. Buster, that was outstanding. Well done, well done. A lot of work. <laughs> uh, Mark and Joan are, are next to share their story. Uh, the, these guys, give them a hand, because this is way outside their comfort zone, and they're doing this. Alita, that was beautiful. It's going to be hard to follow that. Laura asked me a while back to write what this church meant to us, and I did that in the form of a letter. And then 
I thought I was going to avoid being here, but that didn't work out for me. So here I am, and we decided the best thing we could possibly do is just to share that letter with our church family. So Mark has graciously agreed to read that while I awkwardly stand by. <laughs> well, actually, I'm going to have to change this a little bit because it was written to Laura. So uh, um, thanks so much for letting us have this opportunity to tell you how we feel about our church. We love Bee Creek UMC. It's a true and rich blessing that in our lives, and it's been that way for a long time, I mean, since David Payne was here. So there's a lot of reasons that we like to celebrate and be here at Bee Creek, and I'm just going to read the list. First, the long-held Methodist traditions of small groups. We do that here. Didn't do that in any of the churches I were with. They, you divide it up by your age group. No, well, thank you. You know, here's your different study groups. Uh, here, it's different. That's all. <laughs> it's just different. <laughs> uh, the music ministry. Love the ministry. Love the guys singing. Y'all do a great job. Uh, the diversity of ministries and opportunities to serve. Confidence in our financial team here, and knowing that it's being put to good use and going to worthy causes. The Finding God series. Somebody, Alita was just talking about pooties. Laura was talking there one Sunday. I think that's great. Serving our community and helping those in needs in tangible ways. The No Walls worship, uh, where its message and the locations it goes to. We love seeing the number of children and young families here. Um, the mission statement. It just really says it all. The come and, as and where you are. I mean, you know, cowboy boots, jeans, shorts, flip-flops. Love it. <coughs> um, the campus. Every time we come and at the end of the service, they raise the windows. It's like just lighting up the whole place. Now i got to get to the other side. So, we firmly believe, and this is we, we. <laughs> and are proud to be a part of what we consider to be a courageous church. The church as a whole, not afraid to worship and serve in ways some find unconventional. We get involved in uncomfortable situations. We work for the greater good to get our, and get our hands dirty. We meet challenges head on. We built a gym, debt free. We provide water to the fire department. We offer an on-site home for neighbors in need. We clean up and rebuild after disasters. We have witnesses and experienced miracles together. We move forward in God's love without fear. Undoubtedly, what Joni and I have the most to say is we love the people here. We don't have our, a family locally. We don't have any kids. So Bee Creek, this is our family. The friendships we have cultivated through Bee Creek are priceless. We always feel better after fellowship at church. It's the one place we feel safe and secure and securely share life's joys and struggles and receive genuine support, understanding, and prayers. We feel we can simply be ourselves and receive love 
acceptance, and comforting hugs. Our members are truly reflections of God. And finally, Laura, please know how very much we love and appreciate you. <laughs> you are a strong leader, wonderful representative, and vibrantly bright light in the world. Thank you. That was wonderfully done, wasn't it? Wonderfully done. Um, I'm going to tell y'all that at the first service, Mark, your, your talk about like boots and jeans, um, Amy Fenwick shared, you can podcast it because it was incredible. She said, first time she came, she felt so loved and welcomed, but she was like, I think this is a bunch of crazy farm lake people and their church. <laughs> and I said... We are, yeah, a bunch of crazy, maybe ranch like people um, in our church, and it's good to just be a group of imperfect people and to have this church. So, um, Ken, have I seen Ken? Ken's here. Ken's another one, um, very bravely sharing his story. Let's welcome him. I've seen preachers do this, and I would like to use that. Uh, this is way out of my wheelhouse, folks, so... Uh, Bear with me. I'm going to stumble through it. I'm going to uh, do what I can. I guess y'all can hear me. Uh, I'm Ken Reeves. A lot of people call me Ken Rowe. Uh, married to Kathy Reeves, uh, my better three quarters. And uh, you'll know why in a minute. Uh, but be careful when you're at a local concert and you sit and share with your pastor. Because the next thing you know, you're up here spilling your guts. Uh, but she asked me if I wanted to, and I didn't. But uh, anyway, God said you need to. Uh, but four and a half years or four years and three months, me and Kathy moved out here from southeast Texas. You probably can't tell. And uh, <clears throat> we were looking for a church. We were going to go visit a different church every Sunday. It's the first one we came to. <laughs> Last one we came to. Uh, Pastor Laura in her jeans and her shoes. Anybody that knows me knows I don't put on long pants till it's below freezing. So the casual aspect hit, and you know, only one's gonna get cold anyway, it's no big deal. But uh, the, the vision where the imperfect people uh, are transformed by the perfect love of God, and that, whoo, that hits me hard, because I'm, I'm one of them. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to give you a little bit of my background. Uh, I was 26 years old, 1985, May 25th, had a wife, <clears throat> one-year-old son. I'd ridden motorcycles all my life, street bikes, dirt bikes. I was a little wild. Uh, I decided to get on a four-wheeler after consuming mass amounts of alcohol, which back then, my MO was mass amounts of alcohol. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, y'all. But anyway, I became a pirate that day. Tell you the truth, I didn't become a pirate till I moved out here and got a boat. But that day, I became a one-legged heathen. That's what I was. And since I couldn't shift gears anymore, I said, well, I'll get on horses. I rode horses. My grandpa had horses. So I said, I'm a team roper. 
So I started team roping and uh, went all over the state, all over uh, Louisiana. And I, I don't recommend to cut your leg off, but if you ever get a chance to ride in a rodeo arena with one foot facing backwards in the stirrup and one foot facing forward, <laughs> the looks on the face it, it is crazy. Because they didn't know me. They didn't know Kenro. But uh, anyway, everybody else that knew Kenro knew Kenro had a beer in his hand, unless he had a rope in his hand. But anyway, uh, that rocked on for 13 years, and we had a big time, uh, me and my buddies. And uh, now not everybody at the roping scene, the rodeo scene, drank like we did. We called them winners because they always took our money. Uh, but anyway, that rocked on for 13 years. Finally, one day I said, uh, had enough. Lord knows she's had enough. And uh, I've got three grown sons now. They had had enough. And uh, I decided to get help. So I went to a facility in Houston. I refer to it as summer camp. And uh, I was in there about a week and a half. And I was playing the game. I was jumping the hoops. I was doing it all. And uh, one of the camp counselors came to me and said, Ken, you know what you need to do? So what's it? You need to hit your knees. I grew up in church. Uh, I prayed whenever I wanted something. Not what he wanted, what I wanted. Uh, I hit my knees that night. Getting God bumps. <laughs> Sorry. And that's been 20 years. Uh, last week she talked about, Pastor Laura talked about miracles. I'm a miracle not only because I lived through that, because God woke me up that morning. I was changed. Yeah. The heathen was gone. Now, he still has his moments. But uh, <laughs> golf course will do that to you. But... Uh, Anyway, and he healed my family, my entire family, because, you know, alcoholics think they're only hurting themselves. Wrong. Whole family was sick. He healed us all. He removed the desire for alcohol, and trust me, I had a desire. And uh, hadn't touched it in 20 years. Uh, yeah, and I'm grateful for that. But I kept roping. Here, here's what I think is the good part. I kept roping. And I'd go to these rodeos and these ropings. Well, and everybody knew Kenro was a drunk. I wasn't the only drunk there, but I was one of them. And I had more cowboys than you can imagine, young and old, that slip up beside me quietly. Kenro, heard you quit drinking. Yeah, they did. How'd you do that? I said, God did it for me. And uh, he can do it for you. So God gave me a, literally an arena to work in. And if he can take a one-legged drunk cowboy and do that, you know, sky's the limit. Uh, but anyway, I kept roping. We, I sold my horses about six years ago. We moved out here. So I, that's when I became a pirate, got on the boat. It's, it's not much cheaper, but it's easier. Uh, <laughs> But, but anyway, in the four years we've been here, we've had our struggles. Uh, our oldest son, he's 35 now. 
Oh, and by the way, me and Kathy made 37 years last week. Uh, got to get that in there. But our oldest son, uh, he got burned in an industrial accident in southeast Texas. Hot polymer wax sprayed out on his face and his arms. He had a beard, and the doctor said that probably really helped. Uh, but as a result of that, he endured a terrible addiction. Whew. Way worse than mine. I'd like to think, I guess because it's a kid. Uh, but anyway, about six months ago, I had a little cancer scare and uh, came to church that Sunday, and Pastor Laura was sharing about her visit with a guy in the hospital that was having cancer surgery and how he was dealing with it. Well, that gave me the courage and the strength to carry on. And uh, I'm not worried about that cancer. I'll know more weeks and months to come. Travis, 18 months clean, doing great. North Austin. <clears throat> but I say all of that to say this. This church of imperfect people. And I'm not naming anybody, but y'all know who you are. <laughs> and uh, because, boy, that's me. But this church of imperfect people, they, they prayed for us. They prayed with us. They supported us. Without that, it would have been tough. It would have been real tough. Uh, but I like to think because of this church, I'm a better man today than I was yesterday. And I think that will continue because of this church. Love y'all. God bless you. Thank you. Sorry, are we sorry he shared that? Come on. We love, thank you. Thank you. Okay, Bobby, you're last up. And I think there was debate about if Stephanie would be with you, but Stephanie made a video, which was, she said, I want to share, um, but I don't want to stand here while people see me doing it. So her video will be at the end. First off, I'm going to start off by saying, look at the work that God has done with Ken, with Elida, with Mark and Joan. I mean, it's just unbelievable, you know. So, yes. So here we go. Have you all ever done anything you regretted doing? Have you ever wondered where your strength has come from? We all have regrets in life. Why did we go on that vacation? Why did we use that cable company? And et cetera. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you see, I've done numerous of those things I've regretted, but the one thing I did do that I never regretted doing was attending this church. Waking up every Sunday, excited to come to this church and worship our Father, has changed my life. From the moment I walked through those doors, my life has changed forever. And I felt different. I felt loved. I felt welcomed with open arms. You see... A lot has changed in my life over the last year, and had it not been for you guys here welcoming me to this church, there's no telling where I'd be today. You see, my journey wasn't always easy. I went from the guy who didn't believe 
I went from the guy who was stubborn and angry all the time. I went from the guy who made others' lives more difficult to be around. I went from that guy who had a lot of hatred in him. And I went from that guy who didn't want to be here anymore to a changed and transformed person, the guy who does believe, the guy who isn't angry all the time, the guy who makes people's lives less difficult, and the guy who does want to be here. But I wasn't alone. God gave me the strength to go through all these troubles I was going through in life. Isaiah 41.10, don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. And God has helped me and God has strengthened me. Now my new chapter and my new journey has started from now on. See the walk to Emmaus, the fourth day group once a week to attending this church every Sunday my new journey has started here. Because of this church, I feel loved and not judged. Because of this church, I can be myself. Because of this church, I know I am accepted. The road I've traveled has not always been an easy one, and the path was often full of stones, but I'm still here. I know that the only reason I was able to make it this far and the only reason I'm still here today is the fact that God was walking the same road with me every step of the way. When I got up to speak on Father's Day, it was the first time speaking to a crowd. Hard to believe, right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> and you, the congregation, accepted me. The Lord gave me my strength. Even though no one knew who I was, y'all still accepted me. This church let me tell my story without even knowing me. This church let me pour my heart out without casting judgment. This church let me show my feelings without insult. This church gave me a warm welcome and made me feel comfortable from the very beginning. Now, Dave, here comes your favorite verse. Isaiah 40, 31. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. I waited upon the Lord, and now the Lord has given me the strength to stand up here and share my story with you today. This is the reason why I love my church. Thank you. And then this is Stephanie's on the video. Hi, UMC family. My name is Stephanie, and Pastor Laura asked me to say a couple of things on uh, why I love my church. First of all, I have to say, I have to get my message across this way, because otherwise I won't be able to get one word out. Hard to believe for family and friends who know me, but that's just the way it has to be. I love my church, the Bee Creek UMC family, and the No Walls family, because I feel part of a huge family I can count on. No matter what time it is, no matter what situation I'm in, this church and family will be here for me. I was born and raised in Germany, and for the first time I didn't feel that I was judged um, and I was accepted just the way I am, and I'm good just the way I am, which makes me feel amazing. 
also love that our church is um, involved in our community, outside the community, and also worldwide with projects to help people and to make this world a better place. And I feel blessed to be a small part of it. And I also have to say thank you to Pastor Laura, which is an amazing leader, an amazing human being, and to each and one of you for everything you guys have done for us. We love you. Thank you for listening. And have a blessed Sunday. And don't forget, walk by faith. Guys, I'm touched because um, not only are we speaking about the ways we're out in the community, but it, listening to these testimonies helps us see how just being kind can change a life. You know, how just if somebody's late giving them a hug or when they're new here saying, hi, it's nice to meet you, or just um, the smallest things we do that are kind, that see other people can change a life. And um, these lives have been changed. Your lives have been changed. And I would just encourage us that there are more people in our community who don't have what we have. And let's invite them. Let's, let, let's share this place with them. Let's make sure that they have a chance to be part of a community where they can come in shorts or they can come, you know, in shades or wh whatever it is, and they will be loved. Because that's what we have, and our call is to be able to reach even more and help them to know the life-changing love of God that we know here. So, friends, let's, let's pray together. Let's pray for that. Lord, I thank you so much for this church. I thank you for the people of this church, because this church, above all, is vital because of these people and how the people of this church love others and live for you and strive to be transformed by your perfect love. And so, Holy Spirit, continue to be poured out among us, among your people. Help us to have chances to share your love, God, for the children who haven't yet heard that love or who had a bad experience long ago. May we be the voice or the hug or the smile, whatever it is that could help them see you. Help us to have eyes that are looking for those opportunities. And Lord, I pray for your hurting in this community, whether that be a physical hurt or an economic hurt, uh, help us to find them. If that is an emotional hurt or a spiritual hurt, lead them here. Help them to encounter one of us so that their lives can be changed. And Lord, I thank you. I thank you because you're moving in this church and we get to see it and we get to be part of it. And to know that we're part of helping your kingdom come on earth is truly the happiest thing we could ever be part of in our lives. So thank you, Lord, for letting us be part of that. Amen.